Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 8 DraftKings picks and preview reminder to smash like, although there is no video for this episode. We have had technical issues within the studio, so audio only for today. Hopefully we get that all cleared up. Hopefully we have a, our new product in time for the Sunday show. If not, uh, it's, you know, it's a game time decision on the Sunday Night Live show as of right now, but that's okay. We do have Ben Raza lined up for all of that. Playing the Listener's League, that's down there right now. There's about 900 spots available for the week. Runthesims.com slash mayo to get yourself 10% off. The optimizer, all of the betting tools, all the fun stuff like that, and as sub to Mayo Media Network. Download the podcast, all that fun stuff. Tambo's still here in studio. It's weird not doing it with the cameras, right? Yeah, it's fine with me. As long as we can get it out there for the people. I love it. We get to talk through it. helps me. I think it helps others for the slate. So it'll still be a good show. I mean, what are people going to do with all the, the visuals of your handsome face? <laughs> it's probably for the best. We stick to this way. All right. Well, let's let's run through. I'm on runthesims.com right now. I'm going to go to the, the classic optimizer and see what we got going on in terms of what is going to be the optimal lineup this week. I'm guessing it spits out Tua would be my guess. On this, yeah, Tua, the quarterback. Tony Pollard now, with a, likely without Zeke, is jammed in there. Noah, why is Noah Fant? I've been seeing this all week. Like, Noah Fant, Noah Fant. DK, Noah. DK Metcalf. But it's not like Fant is, like, the clear number one tight end in Seattle. Like, yeah. if, if, if it was if it was a guy Parkinson from last week, or if it was Will Disley, like... It still could be Disley, but like I said, it's just a guy that they're going to say there's a bigger body they can find. He's been getting a little more work lately as well, so I can see it, but I think it's more of... More of a cash game play or something if you wanted to go there just to save the money. There is other options, though. I do feel like that's the same way. Like, DJ Moore is getting spit out everywhere as well. That Although the, the Saquon Barkley or the Saquon Barkley Tony Pollard one-two punch at running back is pretty good. I think I would just pay down from Barkley for, like, Ken Walker or something like that and not have to have Noah Fant in my lineup. Yeah, you could look at it that way as well. I'd, although, again, we've got one of those interesting weeks. There's a lot, you know, the buys, the way the primetime game's set up. So no Kelsey, no Andrews. It, you know, Kittle was a thing last week, but does that matter for this week? He's kind of up there, and then after that, it gets pretty bland. So I, I think you're going to have to look at your overall construction for sure. I, I like Higby at 4,200. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm, not too, I'm not sweating the return of Van Jefferson that much. I wouldn't be, but I also think Higby's just going to be the, you know, your five for 60 guy. And he's up there. There's guys that that's why the $2,800 guy will pop more 
than Higby. Is he the five for 60 guy though? The guy's averaging like 10 targets a game. Yeah, but he just, maybe that's to say, he gets the targets, falls on him. We'll see. Like he's a, he's playable for sure. I just think when you look at the setup, that is going to be the difference. It depends on what you think of a running back. I, I actually like Barkley quite a bit for multiple reasons. I like Henry when we get there. There's going to be guys that you can spend up for. And then we'll, we're definitely going to talk about quarterbacks. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll get into our Ellinger <laughs> type of debate here in a minute. I'm out, you're in is essentially definitely where we're at with this. Can yes. you even stack him? You could, you could. I actually think that's a good way. I think a lot of people will play him naked. And I think if you want to go with someone like a Granson or a Pierce, put those guys in there. It's just a way to do it differently. And I have a real life example. Like I said, I gave it to you from last year. I ended up using Minshew at King of the Beach, came second. He was 5,000. I know it's Minshew and we knew more about him, but we know some stuff about Ellinger. So maybe we get into it right now. I just think that's the interesting piece of it is what the difference was. Nobody stacked Minshew for the most part. Nobody stacked Minshew that week. They just used him as a way to fit in all the other high ceiling pieces. But the ones that did the best stacked him with Goddard, who I believe got two touchdowns that week at a mid-tier price point. And they just crushed with those same other ceiling pieces, but they went off with their guy. All right. So let's let's go through. Let's do the Ellinger build right now. $4,000 as your quarterback. What does he need to score in order to make this viable for tournaments? Not for cash games, for tournaments. I would want, you know, 20, but if he gets me 16, 17, I definitely think it's possible still depending. Again, that's always so subjective to be like, oh, if he gets me 14, I'm dead. If he gets me 16, I'm good. But and it, yes, also, it also depends on the week. Too. It depends on what else happens, right? You, may, you know, him by my point is if you go to him, what if the three ceiling guys get into the lineup and they are the actual ceiling guys this week? And you have that. That's how you get there. And that's the difference. There's always going to be two V2s, though, that you can work around it. So Alec Pierce is $4,600. Paris Campbell is $4,500, and then you talked about the tight ends, but I, I would struggle playing either Granson because it could be Jelani Woods, it could be Bo Alley Cox, like, that has zero written all over it if you pick the wrong guy, at least with Campbell. I mean, would you go up to Pittman? No, uh, Pittman's expensive this week. That would be the unique way to do it if you want, if you want to say that Ellinger hits his ceiling and it's because of another guy that hits his and it's, it's Pittman, that would be very interesting in the large field stuff. But I think you'd be looking to go to the cheaper ones. You're kind of trying to fit in the Henrys, the Barclays, the Jeffersons, if you want to get to Cup. I'm just using examples here. But when you don't have a, a pay-up tight end and the defenses from 3,100 and down are actually viable, we'll get there way later. I'm just saying when you have that setup of your lineup, you're going to end up on a similar setup, but there's ways to correlate the lineup enough. And we've seen that these past few weeks in in tournaments where it, everyone's like, oh, that's the chalk lineup that won. But last week, for example, it wasn't about Higgins. If you had Chase and Boyd or Boyd and Hurst and allowed you to fit other stuff, yeah, you were on the same burrow stack as everybody else, but it was not chalk. Like people are saying, a bunch of chalk hit at running back, but they were good plays. Yeah, that, that was the problem. I remember we talked through Burrow last week and I was like, nah, and we were like, we're not chasing I'm it. not chasing, I said. And we yeah. didn't. I ended up losing all my money last week, but I put it into, like I, I put the Run the Sims in the newsletter. You should subscribe to the newsletter, by the way. I put that down in there, and the, the quote was, the optimizer, the, the optimals this week love Bengal Stack and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. <laughs> and that, it, it just smashed. J- Jacobs was 6,500 off a buy against Houston, like just a perfect smash buy. And he was so owned, but you did actually need to have him. Oh, he broke, that's what I'm saying, you had to have him. So the most people that, had, you know, I looked up all what I consider the best tournament players. The minimum anybody had was around 50%. Maybe one or two guys went 30% and sort of tried to play the field, even though he ended up coming in over that. So either way, it was a guy you had to have last week. He's a different story this week at a thousand bucks more in a different matchup. So the difference is if you use Ellinger and you save all this money off the hop, 
And you mentioned guys like Barkley and Henry. I, I like Henry more than Barkley this week, but that's me. I'm looking at the optimals right now. And again, this is going to change based on uh, injury status and things like that. But Tony Pollard at 6100 bucks is in the optimal 24% of the time. And that is five percentage points higher than Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Hopkins and Josh Jacobs and all the and Barkley. All of the other top plays, he is per value way better than them. He is going to be like 50% owned. He's going to be Josh Jacobs of last week. Yeah. It's just, does he perform the same as Josh Jacobs last week? So that's I mean, probably, I mean, to, to bank on a hundred plus yards, a bunch of catches and three touchdowns, he probably doesn't do that. I'd, I'll have to go back and listen to last week's show. Cause I forget you, you, you do this at the top of every show. I forget what Jacobs optimal was when we ran around. The it, it was the highest. See. It was definitely the highest. I'm just saying, I, I don't, I feel like it was higher than the 26%. No, that's about the highest I've seen for okay. a, for a, for a main slate. I just do we just lock in Pollard then? Like that price is so good. I won't. I, I like him a lot, and it's a good chance to shine. But I, I again, I don't lock guys in, so I don't care. But he may be a guy by the end of the week that I have sixty percent of if if I feel like that's the play there. But right now, again. It all depends how you're setting up your total roster. On my Ellinger rosters, maybe I don't need him. Maybe I plug him in on some. That That's the best part, back to the Ellinger discussion for me, is that, you know, run him naked for a bunch of studs at running back. You pay down at wide receiver. Run him naked and then pay up at running back. Pay The opposite, right? Sorry, pay, pay these mid-tier guys at running back and get mid-tier across the board, a balanced version of it. And then the third piece is to obviously stack them. Like you said, you have to take some shots on the Pierce's and the Campbells and those guys, do you, but do you, you run have into a, a different Do you have build. a preference, Pierce or, Pierce or Campbell? I feel like Pierce is going to get steamed up because he's the deep threat guy. Ellinger, I wouldn't call him a, a deep threat necessarily, but the guy that they would assume would be that guy. And the interesting part is that Campbell has been getting a little bit more involved. So what if they try and just stick with that? It's, you know, that's who they can go to there. And then even, like I said, if you want to do it differently, it worked with Minshew Goddard, totally different talent levels, but it's roulette at the tight end, but I believe Granson was his guy in preseason. I'd have to go back and double check, but... But was that because he was the only guy, like, was Mo Cox on the field? Oh, for sure. But, it, um, again, that that's all to do with it. I think he was also using Desmond Patton, who's... Patman or whatever is now on the practice squad. That's not going to work. But I'm saying if you had some sort of rapport at any given time, we've seen that translate in other scenarios. So I wouldn't mind bringing that across as an opportunity. I, I would just feel strange using him in a GPP and not having some out that if he does hit a ceiling, like he has his best career game, that I'm not able to cap it unless his best career game is five rushing touchdowns. And I really do think this rushing thing is overrated with him. I don't think that he's someone who's going to be out there, and maybe I'm stone wrong on that. But the way that people are talking about it, it's like, oh, well, if he goes like nine for 52 in a touchdown, you're in business. Like, I don't think that's just looking at his college numbers. Like, that's not what he does. Like, he's, he's elusive. But he's not Malik Willis. I actually think if you don't want to play him in DFS, you should bet the over on those props. That's just your you're out to hedge. If you just say, like, I don't think he's going to have enough upside to get me there in a tournament. I think it's very likely that he escapes and gets like 30, 40 on the ground. If they get close to the end zone, I think it's him that runs it in. Like, it's just, he's definitely capable. If you go watch the highlight reel on him, you're going to love him even more. When you see it, he, he's definitely very capable. It's just, and the price is 4000 That's the difference. Like, here's an example. We can go further on. People love this on the show when we do this. Let's say you build your best Tua, Tyreek, Waddle, triple stack. I mean, I, I, I was on with Al Smith on his channel this week, and we did the, the cage match where you can't overlap with any players. But that was the lineup that I built. I, I used Tua, Hill, Waddle, and St. Brown. Yeah. So let's just say you do that, and your situation is you just take Tua down to Ellinger now and pick up $2,200. Mm-hmm. 
two, remember, Tyreek can get there on end arounds. He can get all kinds of crazy shit going on. And then you've got Waddle gets you eight for 80 and a touchdown. That doesn't necessarily mean that Tua got there. And then you'd still have $2,200 to spend in the same builds other people have that triple stack like you and they're capped with it. It's just a unique way to go about it where, again, you might get, if he gets 20 and Tua has 24, that money goes a long way and you crush. Oh, for sure. I just, I, I, apparently, I just don't have the faith in Ellinger that other people have. Like, I, as I told you earlier, I'm just playing commander's defense. Yeah, I agree and, with and that. And those two things don't need to be independent of each other. But yeah. I think that he just might be bad. That, that's definitely a possibility. <laughs> Again, you know my saying, it's not who you play, it's how you play him. I'm only looking for it from a game theory perspective, trying to get unique and different with it and but again how, but how, i don't i don't i don't even know i don't watch college football i don't care <laughs> like I, I know he's a texas guy i look up all the stats i pay attention to it i watch the big games i'll wait for certain spots and pick hey, my spots to watch th- it but this is no different than in the what is it the 2018 live final when everyone loaded up on manzel yeah it happens that's <laughs> he was horrible. Tebow got played plenty when he was in and playing games like people do this based on that but for me it's all the game that we're playing and it's a price thing. And like I said, if I can find a way to get different with it, I will. I'm not all in on Ellinger, but I definitely think he's, I I hope people don't play him and he's 12% because I think that's bad. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I definitely think he's worth playing. So Ellinger, Paris Campbell, let's throw those in. We have $6,000 per player. So let's pick out a defense just to save a bit more money here. Put like the, wait, It can be any defense that you want. It could be the Eagles D. Do, do like the Jets versus Mac Jones or something. All right, so Jets at 29 is what you prefer? Just I'm just saying to get us around three. I thought they were 3K, but it's around 3K. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 29. Yeah, so perfect. Put throw the, them in. So now we have $6,400 per player. Okay. So do you go completely balanced here? Is there a cheap tight end, a cheap wide receiver? No, I think you start with what everybody else is going to do to find the build, and I would go with Pollard. Pollard. So Pollard at 61. Boom. He's in. Now we have 65 per player. Do you think more people play Barkley or Henry? Hey. The optimals and like optimizers, I believe, are going to spit out Barkley or... You know who they're going to spit out? Josh Jacobs at 7,500. Still. What's uh, what's Run the Sims got after Pollard? Who's it like? Pollard, Jacobs, Ramondre, Barkley, Camara. Okay, go with Jacobs because he's still a lot cheaper than technically. I mean, six, 600 or more less than Barkley or Henry because Henry's more than Barkley. So we have Pollard and Jacobs in right now. We still have $6,200 per player. And now you got to put in Tyreek so people can still get a piece of it. Tyreek Hill is $8,500. He'll cut us so, down some. But like when looking at the optimals right now, Hill is behind Jefferson and Hopkins and Cup. Although it loves Garrett Wilson. By the way, just what you just said is also the fun part of the Ellinger builds because we're building what we think is like a play the best plays version of it mm-hmm. by like guys we like and like what we think people will be thinking of what they want to get a piece of. You just named like four stud wide receivers. Those are all options, but you can't get to them if you don't have the majority of your, uh, in your Ellinger lineups, you can't get to them if you don't play enough Ellinger to spread it out was what I was trying to say. Go yeah. ahead, keep going. Well, now we need to save some money because we're at $5,500. Do so we want to go back up somewhere? But we don't have a tight end yet, right? We don't have a tight and end yet. And I don't yet. even think there's a tight end at 55. Maybe 57 is the highest this week? The highest tight end this week is Kittle at 57. Yeah. Waller's probably maybe not going to play. We don't know that as of right now. Yeah. I mean, how much is Granson? Just out of curiosity. It's bad for this overall theory, Pry, but I just want to see something. 2700 Like, I, I, I told you about Tanner Hudson. Rather play Tanner Hudson. Well, actually, doesn't everybody love Fant at 2800 Yeah, so everyone does love. bucks less, you get the optimal version of what people are doing in cash games, and you take the guy that actually pairs up that he could throw a touchdown or two to. So I, I would just do that to get our money back for this lineup. Yeah, okay. Especially if you're playing large fields. Why are you not pairing him up? Like you said, that's you don't have to, but I, I like it. It would be part of getting him to a better score. 
I just feel like, listen, like Schultz is at $3,700. So put him. Yeah, put put him. It's fine. But we have Pollard if you want to play. But you can play both. Yeah, them, yeah no I problem, but Schultz, Fryermith, they're all in that like high $3,000 area. Yeah. Like, I just think those are better options. So so do that because people that want to build the cell can always go down to Granson after. I'm just saying put put in like a guy you like in the three case. All right, some I'll, I'll put Fryermith in at $3,900. We're back up to 63 for a wide receiver and a flex. So this can work one See of two. See what I mean? Like you just jam everybody. Th- in this can lineup. work one of two ways. You can go get your value wide receiver and have it work out. But I, I don't think that Chuba Hubbard's going to play this week. Right. Then he has a foreman against Atlanta at like 5,300 bucks, I think he is. 50, yeah, 53. So you use him as a flex. Now you have $7,300 for a receiver. Pittman. <laughs> Pittman fits in, into that stack. You could go with CD. You could go with Amon Ra St. Brown and have the mini correlation between Tyreek and Amon Ra as a secondary stack in that. That's what I'm saying. You don't like the look of this lineup when you only need a starting quarterback at 4K to do anything? Yeah, like but... show up, man. That's it. And it does work out better with all of the names that you mentioned that aren't on the slate at quarterback. It just feels like... Have we seen a week this year where, like, the smash quarterback... Like, have we seen a millionaire maker winning lineup or a GPP winning lineup? I'm not talking about, like, small GPPs, but, like, mid-tier to upper-tier that doesn't have the 38-point quarterback. Yeah. We haven't seen many because there's always been a quarterback or two throughout the... And maybe it is Ellinger this week. Lord knows, but, like... It's definitely not likely. Uh, the the play with him, I mean, again, too, I should say, this is definitely better in smaller fields because of what you're stacking up. You don't need as high of a score to win those tournaments, but the point being... You're not going to get the 38 out of him, you're, but if you get the 15 to 20 out of him, and it allows you to get the 35s everywhere else, like two or three spots elsewhere in your lineup, a running back that goes for 35, a receiver that goes for 35, a couple other 20 to 25s, man, the the volume you're packing into that lineup is substantial. So that's why you know, at least to me, has to be under consideration. What do you think are going to be the main stacks this week, like where people are going to go to? Because I've identified like two that I like. And I don't think I'm alone on them. Just, Tua, Tua, for sure. Yeah, the, the Tua, I'm not afraid of the golf side either. Screw it. I like that. We did, we tried this last week, but this would be, to me, another spot to get after it again. Hey, look. Especially because it sounds like Swift is going to be back. Amon Ra is going to be back. If that's the case, they're a little bit healthier now. I could see that meaning something here. So, And you can still use Hill or Waddle or yeah. Mostert in that lineup, too. Because I think they're, th- that becomes the big question about Pollard right now. Yes, obviously, Pollard is in a fantastic spot. But I do think that there's other value running backs around the same price tier that are now potentially way under-owned because of this, from like what we thought on Tuesday to what's happened now. Like, what does Ken Walker get up to at 65? Is Ken Walker in a remarkably worse spot than Tony Pollard? Arguably, he might be in a better spot than Tony Pollard. Yeah, this is a huge thing too, by the way, because last week, and we didn't discuss it in you know full detail, but last week, there the thing about Jacobs last week was there was nobody around him. You can make an argument for whatever you want. We do it all the time ourselves. We put up narratives. We make yeah. things up. Look, I'm look, saying, look, I talked myself into ETN last week because I thought that no one was going to play him and he was $400 cheaper than Ken Walker. That looked great for about four and a half hours, or actually like six hours, until that 73-yard <laughs> run from Ken Walker and it was game over. Right. Like ETN had a good week. It just, it didn't compare to what Walker did. And that was the main guy that I didn't play and played ETN instead. 
because that was like the the one move, the one sneaky move I want to make, and it blew up in my face. Right, and I don't have it exactly here in front of me from last week, but I do have this week. And what I was trying, what I'm getting to is that last week, Jacobs, there was really no one near him at 6,500 that had what he had in the bag ready to go for the week, ceiling-wise. I just didn't think there was anything like that there, and that's what I think a lot of the best tournament players thought and why they jammed him, and some of them locked him last week. So if you go back to this week now, so Tony Pollard is there, looks awesome. The price is only 6,100. You have, here's comparables for me. Ken, Ken Walker. Ken Walker. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce for sure. Ramondre uh, Stevenson to me is still in there because if they get behind the Jets, if the Jets continue on with this defense and have it there, look, Damian, Damian Harris was back last week and I know their game flow was opposite of what ga- we expected. Ga- game flow and the reports were that Damian Harris was going to be out like three to six weeks and he came back after a week. Yeah. I, I, there's no way that he was anywhere near 100%. I think that played into it. But you mentioned the game flow aspect. Like, how much can how much can the Jets really get ahead of you? They can play great defense yeah. and keep the, like... We can keep saying it, but I said this even when we were here with Tim the other week. Like, I still, I still think they're the talented team. I don't care about the Giants as much, even though they continue on themselves. But I'm saying, I do think this defense is fine. And how good Mac... They're swapping from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi oh, and back and listen, forth. I, I'm not saying that the Jets can't be leading this game the entire way and winning. But I'm just saying, like, what's the most the Jets can realistically be up by in a game? Like, if you play it between, like, when you look at the range of outcomes on everything, get rid of the top 20%, get get rid of the bottom 20%, that middle 60% of what is the most likely to happen. They're up 7-3, yeah. 6 nothing. I mean, they don't, they don't have to be up by a, a huge margin. Ramondre, just to me, still looks good. The old eye test comes through when team watch the games and you turn it on, he looks good. And if there's any chance, I'm just using a comparables. I like Ken Walker better there, but I'm just saying when you've got Raheem Mostert, who's underneath. And Michael Carter. At 5,900. Like, to me, I'm, what, all I'm trying to say is I don't think that Pollard is Jacobs from last week. I agree with you. That's what I would say. And I think others should check that out and caution it. Again, we'll see as the slate evolves and things come out again. You can play two of these guys. You can play three of these guys and make your lineups different that way. Instead of trying to pick the pivot, play them all or play multiples. I'm just saying that's the difference to me where last week in that $6,500 range, it wasn't like that. You either had to go down to 5K or 4K with like a Chuba Hubbard or a Foreman, Gus Edwards, those ones, or you had to go up to the top. Here we have guys that people like in the top, but you could just maybe the play is to play the balanced version of some of these builds. And you will need some cheaper options when you're not going the Ellinger route, which even I'm not, I'm not all in on this or something. I'm saying when you go the Tua builds or you go to the other stacks that you want to get to this week, I think these guys will become a little bit more important. Jacobs Pollard right now. I mean, the ownership projections are going to fluctuate wildly over the next two days. Yes. And even last week with Jacobs, they were way off. I just don't think that anyone anticipated that he would get up to be that highly owned, did they? That was probably the thought process. I mean, some actually thought his ownership would come down, like I said, because the way he was a late swap option in the afternoon, you got to keep that in mind as well. So I know some people definitely thought he would come down, but, you know, you were expected to be around 30 to 40. He ended up coming in over that. Yeah. So Pollard this week, like the early Run the Sims ownership projections have him at 26%. Yeah. That feels about right, because I think enough there are enough options that we just listed out that people can go in another direction if they feel like I think it probably comes in around that or under that. I would say I got 25 to 30. I like putting a 5% range on yeah. mine. So I got 25 to 30. That's where I think you'll come in because even if he fluctuates up, like you said, it's going to change over the next couple of days. I think it will be that by the time we get there, people will start to realize the thing we just said and say, there is other options here and they'll slowly come down a little bit and even them out. So this could work twofold. 
if, if we try to like stack them up a little bit, and we'll get to this in a second, that if everyone's going to use Pollard, that essentially means that no one is using Dak, no one is using Lamb, no one is using Schultz. Does the Dallas passing attack stack without Pollard create a ton of leverage? It, it does, and I love it. And you didn't even say the guy I want to play, the guy that got everyone a zero last week. Oh, MG? Noah Brown may or may not play, probably not. Even better if he doesn't. But I look, he got a zero last week, so people won't go back. But again, don't they played Detroit. Detroit has one. Well, they've got a couple good things. Aiden, what's Aiden Hutchinson? Aiden Hutchinson. Right, but that's not who was shutting down Gallup. It was, it, a, it was a CUDA. Yes. Why wasn't he on Lamb? No idea. <laughs> you know, that's their decision. But the point being, Gallup is healthy and fine. It's just people aren't going to want to go back because of a zero. And even Dak, uh, you know, like you said, when you've got, if, if no, it's just Dak, Lamb, it's, it's, sorry, Dak, Lamb, Gallup, Schultz. And I would just do that at, mo- you know, use at least two, stack that up. And you could put Pollard into the Dak stacks yeah. as a way to use Pollard. I'm just saying if, you, if you're doing 20% of your builds, Dak stacks, you can set it up so that 75% of those stacks are to leverage Pollard. And the other 25% of those stacks are to use Pollard in them. And, and you can do stuff like that as a way to get different on the slate. And you have multiple options covered where if Pollard sucks, good. You're set with your other lineups with Dak in the passing attack. If Dallard, if Paul, Dallard, if Pollard <laughs> is involved in the Dallas stacks, you've got those set up as well. And then you probably, because that's only 20% of your allocation using this example I'm giving, you probably have Pollard in 25 or 30% of your lineup somewhere else where it's just him with other stacks. So you really can cover it off. And it's not really hedging as much. If, if Pollard gets her, you got all that stuff together. Or what if the Dallas offense just crushes and you have everything going your way? You never know. Yeah, there's a few teams this week where their implied team totals are much higher than what the game totals were going to be because they're yeah. such big spreads. Dallas is one. I think Minnesota is actually projected for the most points on the slate, weirdly enough, just in that high-scoring game, which people are projecting between Arizona and Minnesota. But it feels like people like the Arizona side over the Minnesota side, mm-hmm. which is strange because they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. But in terms of like publicly-backed underdogs this week, Arizona is the most bet-on side of an underdog this week at plus three-and-a-half. And then you have the Eagles. They're just really expensive but it doesn't feel like they're going to get out of control in terms of ownership levels. Like at running back, Pollard and Jacobs will be 20 plus percent. I'm guessing that's what the projections show right now. Ramondre, Pierce, Barkley, all in that middle area. Then you have Kamara, Mostert, Ken Walker, Henry, Cook, Foreman, uh, and a lot of those guys. I'm really surprised. Like, are people really sweating James Robinson that hard that Michael Carter is like a non-factor here? I like Michael Carter this week. I, I like Michael Carter too. And actually, um, they just said, the coach came out and just said that we don't even know if we're for sure going to see Robinson this week. So. so so it's Ty Johnson time. Oh, yeah, of course. But I, I don't know. I mean, you can pick and choose your spots. I, I like Carter a little bit there as well. And I think that you got to keep those guys in mind, Pat, because you kind of just hinted at it in a different way. What I took away from it, at least, was like you talked with the Philly side of things. And what's the complete opposite of playing Sam Ellinger? is to go up to the very top and play Jalen Hurts. Now, the college hardos and guys on Twitter that you'll follow will tell you that Ellinger is basically Hurts for cheaper. And again, when you've got that much of a discrepancy, $4,300 less, you can put whatever you want in, you subject him as you want in there and say that that could be true. But what I'm saying is for a completely different roster construction, and again, the total is not high on the Philly game, but all those points in the total belong to them pretty much. Like they literally might win 38 to seven or something like that. So what do you think happens when that happens? You've got to have that stack. And it's the point you originally brought up going back. Why he, why I'm in on him this week is because if you need the 38 point quarterback, 
it's probably Jalen Hurts on this slate. Don't forget how good he is and how effortless it looks out there every time he plays. So I wrote this up uh, in the newsletter this week, the Galaxy Brain, bucking the trend, and it was pay up for Jalen Hurts, do the super stack, and then you can bring it back with Najee Harris out of... That's not fun, put it that way, playing Najee Harris at this point because he looks like he kind of reeks. But... Well, let's see. He's an uh, interesting one that will be low owned because, again, expecting them to be da- be down, which I don't know how they wouldn't be, is he's going to be catching passes when if they get it up tight. Again, Pickett also throws bombs. He has an arm. What that leads to is mistakes made in the end zone. PIs, bang, he just does the old Zeke, runs a couple in, and then gets his you know six for sixty on the gra- or, um, through the air and, and the, two touchdowns and two touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, so Najee could be in play there. Harris is still fifth in running back touch percentage this season. And I mean, the offensive line is a huge problem. Obviously, he does not look quite as spry as he did a year ago. But the Eagles allow the second most yards per running back carry after contact. If he can shake yeah. one of these defenders, like he can still go. He doesn't have that breakaway speed that I like to target in a GPP. That's why I liked ETN last week. And we did see it. It was, it was fine. It's it just, just like you said. It's just the way just the slate did, broke that literally <laughs> the top three running backs were needed. The owned running backs were needed. But Mostert's like that too. Mm-hmm. He is a guy who can shake it. Like he gets to the edge, he can go. Yeah. And he's gone. Harris really isn't that guy. You're, it's sort of the opposite of Derrick Henry. Where Derrick Henry is most definitely, it's like one yard, one yard, one yard. Chubb is another one. One yard, one yeah. yard, one yard, 80 yards. <laughs> the, the other worry I have about Najee is that, the, you know, there's been, and usually Tomlin has been pretty honest about this stuff, is that they want to get Jalen Warren more involved. And if they are down, he's also the guy that you would see mix it up as a pass. I'm not trying to, you know, go say go play him. I'm saying that does worry me, even though I kind of like the Najee angle because it's all game game flow. Like, that's how it should set up. But uh, also in that game of note, I'm definitely stacking this and I'm playing it, but Pickens has been so solid, man. It's incredible. I, it's sad they don't want to use him as much at like the end of the game. If you actually saw last week's game, again, I watched everything. It was just, it sucked to see his body language. It's almost like he knew there's no plays going to be called for him when the time comes at the end of the game, that it sucks from that, but it's what he can do before that. And Pickett likes throwing it to Pickens. So I do think that's a good spot here. Again, that you could go to him. 4,700 bucks. I don't love it against these Eagles DBs because. Yeah, f- fair. But again, when you've got other guys, they still have to look after the rest oh, of the Oh, sure. And, and the game flow should almost break their way every single game, which yeah. is fantastic news. The other thing, too, is that, you know, Goddard fits into the Hurt stacks. But if you want to go with Devontae Smith, AJ Burr, like you, got, you have a different setup there where you could use it with Fryermuth as well, who you, you plugged in our lineup earlier. I, I mean, I like him. I think he's another guy. Oh, sure. The problem with Najee is I actually do. I think Foreman's good. Like every we saw him in Tennessee last year, looked great. Mm-hmm. Last week he was getting the touches behind Hubbard, played way better than that. Not that Hubbard played poorly, but Foreman just looked a lot better. They were using him in the passing game. We're getting Peach back at quarterback again this week against Atlanta, the worst defense in the league, and potentially it would have to be no Hubbard. But I just don't think that people are going to glom onto a potential twenty touch running back at fifty three hundred dollars, mainly because what we just talked about. You have a sixty one hundred dollar guy who people just inherently trust more. And then you have four guys right around him in a week where you can pay down and even go up higher that it just feels like you don't need to save the money at running back this week. So no one is going to save the money, but this could be a fantastic spot. Like this could be a 18 for 110 and two touchdown game for Foreman plus catches through the air. Oh my God. Is this true? I just looked this up while you were talking about that because it ties into it perfectly. Is DJ Moore going to be the highest on wide receiver? Yes. No, thank you. 
That is insanity. Then, yeah, I already was going to bring up Foreman later just as a thing because they're still playing Atlanta, too. Like, this is just a perfect spot. 5,300, you want that value. I would love to go there and just leverage the DJ Moore stuff completely because the thing about DJ Moore, I think it's just, isn't it just a talking piece? Because there's twofold, which is good for this show as well. But last week, finally had a good game. PJ Walker's the savior for DJ Moore. And then this week, the conversation is trade deadline, November 1st. Got to feature DJ Moore to keep it rolling from last week and then maybe push him out and move him like he's still good. Could that happen? Yeah, he's 5,300. They're literally the exact same price. DJ Moore has the largest negative optimal score of the week. He is in 10% of the optimal lineups, which is not super high. He's behind like Curtis Samuel, for example. But his projected ownership is like 22%. And I also think I love Run the Sims, but I think that Sim could be broke. I don't know how DJ Moore would ever be 10% to be optimal on a full slate. I th- well, I think it's because the lack of options that we have right now. Maybe, point- but he's, I mean, he's, but I'm just saying, think about the season he like he's had. I don't like, I, I, I think it's drawing so much like the, the three receivers this week points per the top four, because Tyreek Hill actually comes in even in points per dollar yeah. at his inflated salary. Garrett Wilson is the best points per dollar wide receiver on the board at $4,200. I don't buy that. No Corey Davis. No, yeah. But now Elijah Moore's back. And they don't like him. He won a trade. Yeah, but Zach Wilson likes him. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and it's showcase week, like you said, with the trade deadline coming. you got to feed these guys. Yeah, that's true. But he's the best points per dollar player. Hopkins is second. Yeah. Then it's DJ Moore. Then it's Chris Olave. So when you run these opt, and this is why he'll end up getting really high in terms of the optimizer, because points per dollar, he's going to rate out really well. When you just bake in, they're an underdog, expected to pass more. The percentage of target share that he's going to eat up, like the system is really going to like DJ more. I'm kind of with you. But his bust rate is, his. it's funny because his boom rate, oh, oh, Chuba Hubbard officially out. Thank you, Paul. There you go. Foreman. Fire up some Foreman. He's definitely in the pool. I don't care what everyone else is doing. I'm doing it. Okay. So, yeah, I, I was out on DJ Moore anyway. I like what you said, too, by the way. Not to up a foreman. At, like, even in Houston, when he got s- turns to go at it, like, the guy just runs, man. Like, it's solid. So, I, I'm, I'm really good with it. So, you have DJ Moore at $5,300. I know this seems like a, this is another player whose optimal rate is higher than DJ Moore. It's 12%. Again, the numbers... We'll see how that ends up working out. He can get cooked here, man. Like, there's so many guys in the He can, but the guy in the same game who's going to come in probably half the ownership and is $200 cheaper is Drake London, who is essentially the DJ Moore of Atlanta. (laughs) He's getting a little steam, actually. I was going to say there's other guys. I'll tell you one play I like. I know it's ugly, but if you didn't want to go to Henry... The hundred bucks more you can play Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, man. Now he's on Cuss fantasy team, and Cuss was bragging to me that he had Robert Woods in. I was like, "Why do you keep playing Robert Woods when you have the like he all he goes on about is how stacked his receiver core is?" But Cuss likes to make fantasy decisions like, "Well, this guy was good like five years ago, so I need to play him over my actual good." But he keeps playing him over Tyler Boyd for no reason. He'll probably end up playing Tyler Boyd now that Jamar Chase is out. But for a season-long life, I was like, Robert Woods has scored like 11 points once this year. Yeah, I like this. They just And you can run all over. And we don't even know if Tannehill is playing. I expect him to play, but I, don't know, I just don't want any part of that passing game. But when people are so high on Henry, and for good reason. They're high on Henry, but it's not like Henry is like busting through the ownership charts here. Like he's a very reasonable amount of, he's like the seventh highest known running back. Yeah, it's the way it works. I'm just saying, just the thought process thing. Like if you go with a Hertz stack and you need savings... Yes. Instead of people saving with a $5,300 DJ Moore there and fitting some of these mid-tier value backs in, you go to Foreman 
And then you can't get to Henry anyway. So that's the version of the Ellinger Henry lineups that work so well. You've now got it set up differently with a Hertz stack where you can't get to him. You still get a Tennessee piece that leverages up those lineups and you double leverage that way and you set it up there. I think that's you almost triple leverage if you've got Foreman in it. No Henry. Washington D. On that, and, and put your Washington D. And that's what I'm saying. You don't have to go that crazy, but that's the whole point of how you play these tournaments and find your way to the top. You just, you find paths there that are on the same damn track that everybody else is on. We're on the track with you. We're on Tennessee versus Houston. I'm just hoping it's Bobby Trees that eats Henry's lunch, and it's not as likely, but I also have Hertz instead of you have Ellinger. There's an example in that in that 2v2 type of setup. I think if you're going to do that 2v2, that like, why not just use Nick Westbrook Ikeena? And it's sorry, it's for, really for like, like a 3v3, but less. I'm saying yes. It's really like a Ellinger, Henry, DJ Moore, where you've got a Hertz, Foreman, and then Bobby Trees. Sure. I, I was saying, like, why use Woods? Why not use Westbrook Ikeena? You can. And it's way less money. And I don't think that they're that dissimilar at this point. Yeah, it's whatever you like. It's whatever you yeah, feel I don't like about either one of them, but. Yeah, I'm just saying <laughs> I, I, I have no problem with it. That's why I like when people are like, oh, who's the best play this week? Like, I was t- like, I don't care. I, I really I care about the players. So the the, the best play this week is Tony Pollard, by the way. Yeah, if you want to go look at that's how you look it up. Exactly. It's, it's again, not who you play, how you play them. I'm looking for that. How can I build these lineups differently to beat the field? That's all I care about. Do you have any interest in McCaffrey? No. Not re- I mean, again, neither does the field, by the way. Yeah, and but that, some of that stuff to me is for good reason. But like, there could be no Debo in this game. He's dealing got, with the hamstring injury. Yeah, K- then Kittle's then it banged would, up again. Then it would open up a little more. Yeah, that's true on the Debo side of things. I definitely could see that because no one wants any part of this game. People are like, oh, the score is going to be like nine three. How could we use anything? Like if San Francisco, the Rams was a shootout, wouldn't be super stunned. Yeah, it just every pe- all the pieces that you would want from that game are super expensive. <laughs> yeah. I, ah, man, there you go though. Like there's another example. So if you want to get different in your Ellinger lineups, play CMC. What, what would the difference be? Like, I, again, if people are able to get Henry and Jefferson in, for example, or a Barkley and a Jefferson in their you lineup, you go McCaffrey and cup, yeah. run the, run the game stat, run the mini stack there. You know what I mean? Again, it's no one's on either of, them. I don't think many are playing cup this week either. Are they like, it's no, just cup. I got at 8%. Yeah. Because you have Jefferson there for 500 bucks cheaper. They're at, probably the same guy, but when I'm, what I'm saying is when you're talking about 500 bucks there, a couple hundred bucks there, you're just looking for $700 in your lineup. You can find it just using again, that same example. I really like Camara, but I feel like you either now have to use him every week and pray that you get the, the old school six touchdown game from him, or he's the worst play on the slate every week because Taysom Hill is going to steal all of his touchdowns. And that's the issue. He actually <laughs> rates out better than Josh Jacobs because he's 400 bucks less in the same game, et cetera, et cetera. Injuries, stuff that they have there, we'll have to wait and see on all of it. But the point being, uh, you don't get the ownership discount. It's not like you're really doing much there. If one's going to be 20% and it the other's 18 or 17, like it's just you're picking your poison. You're not really doing anything different there. So it's more like, can I go to somebody else in this range? Like Jonathan Taylor is 500 bucks more than Jacobs, a hundred less than Barkley. If you want to leverage Ellinger and you think they are going to hand the ball off a bunch and he gets rolling against Washington, he's unowned completely at $8,000. I would even look down one. What do you make a Swift this week? Yeah, he's interesting. Uh, I was going to bring up the example from last night. I know, you know, if you didn't, for those that didn't watch the game out there, like you had the game last night with Baltimore, Tampa Bay was just blitzing them heavily the whole game. So what happened? He chose a receiver and he used Drake as the checkdown spot. Miami blitzes a lot. It's golf. They're going to be coming after him. Why wouldn't they? You could see it where 
You've got Swift getting a bunch of these checkdowns, and then he happens to have a much better receiver than Demarcus Robinson, like Lamar was using last <laughs> night. He can go to a guy like Amon Ra. So you could actually just see it where, like you said, you get a little bit unique with this, save the money at certain spots and get in Goff, Swift, Amon Ra, and still be able to get Tyreek in there with some of these value plays that we talked about at running back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Main stacks for the week. Tua, probably going to be the most popular one. Yeah. The top three right now in terms of ownership percentage, not necessarily stack percentage. Tua, Ellinger, Derek Carr. Okay. I was thinking, let's see if this works. Because I used a bunch of Dalton in the Thursday Night Showdown last week. I love Dalton. Dalton is just, he's the same as Jameis. He's the same as I talked about with Wentz last week. Yeah. His mistakes are actually beneficial to his fantasy score. Is, is what's the Jameis situation? Right? I know they said they're starting D- Dalton. Dalton starting. I know that, but what's the is Jameis standing there on the sidelines again? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't play Dalton. Definitely not. Taysom, Winston, uh, anything can happen. Anything could. But now we're looking at Olave, Dalton, and Troutman's not going to be back. It appears. So you have Juwan Johnson. You want a cheap stack, and you don't want to use Ellinger. Why doesn't that one make any sense? No, I just want to use the other side if I'm doing that. Well, now, you, now we can, if you use that and you have Dalton Olave and Jawan Johnson, you can go Jacobs and Adams if you wanted to, to bring that back. I would just put Carr into that sack. Like I said, I don't stack Adams, especially without his guy. Like if Adams hits you 40 points to be enough to win a tournament, Carr is smashing. It's just not the same as some of those other guys. He's involved differently. So like to me, a guy like Cup gets there on those 12 catches for 120 and the one touchdown, it doesn't help Stafford. I, you almost never see that with a guy like Adams. Like when Adams used to go off even before, it was a part of Aaron Rodgers having a huge game. And it's pretty condensed on that Las Vegas side. And it's also, we talked about it already, it's not like Jacobs is a, a guy that people are off of this week just because his price went up a thousand bucks. So you can leverage it and still get the guys you want to play. Like Olave is awesome, I think. And he's a fair price, mid-tier, everything. If you have a car, Adams... You can go Waller or Moreau if Waller... We're waiting to see, I think, still on Waller. But my point being, you can still run it back with Olave. Or if you like Kamara, I like Olave better in this spot, actually. But just to give an example of that stack, I would prefer it that way and less risk. Top four quarterbacks in optimal rate this week. And quarterbacks are generally very flat mm-hmm. when it comes down to this. Hertz is number one by a lot. Cousins, Tua, Goff. I think these golf stacks are where where we need to look. I know I we legit say that I say that every single week. Yeah. About golf. But it's worked like three times this year and it's been you lose all your money when it doesn't hit. But when it does hit, it's fantastic. And this is a great spot for him, man. It really is. And it's also the same same thing, but we've against someone might be tuned in for the first time. We talked about a couple of shows at least this year about the I, I always compare it to college football. College football, you get a super flex in DFS. The reason everyone puts a quarterback in the super flex spot is because the number one correlation in fantasy football is quarterback, quarterback, but we don't get to use it on classic slate in DFS. The way to use it on classic slate in DFS is to, instead of, if everyone's going Tua and they are, you flip it to the other side. We've talked about Swift. We've talked about Amon Ra. 
You can mix in if you want some guys like a Khalif Raymond or something. You don't have to because none of these guys are super owned, and you still get to run it back with Tyreek. And, and now and Waddle, who and we both Waddle. just talked about, that they can both get there without Tua. That is correct. The reason I say Tyreek is not only because he's the most popular one, but also because I think he has more ways to get there. But hey, Waddle even gets end arounds and stuff like that. And again, the reason I bring those up, not like you can guarantee that, is that it just that is stuff that takes away from Tua, which means he's not as required. And maybe it is his counterpart on the other side in golf. Are you surprised people aren't stacking up the Cardinals and Vikings game? We'll see what it looks like. I'm I'm not worried about this at all because I'm actually in. I have cousins on my main list. Because it does seem like Miami, Detroit, yes. Vegas, New Orleans, yes. To me, Arizona, Minnesota should be on the same level as those games if you're going to go like target games. But that does seem to be, at least to this point of the week, the very clear number three. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I said, Hurts missing from that list to me is a just a huge potential to break this slate because it's a complete opposite roster construction of what maybe 15 to 20 percent of the field is going to do if they go I think Ellinger gets up there 15 percent even in large fields uh, so. let's see Ellinger right now the second highest projected owned quarterback at 12 percent yeah I, I think again not that that we talk talk about this all the time not that that matters but that's literally like the rake if it doesn't come through that that's huge let's say Tannehill doesn't sit let's say he sits and Malik Willis is available not for me. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. you want to talk about, if they're calling like Sam Ellinger, was it like discount Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Malik Willis at 5K or 47K. Thousand yeah. bucks goes a long way, but it's not even that. It's you can play like, you can play Fields for 200 bucks more. He yeah, actually, he's I, looked okay the last couple of weeks. Would, he does rush. He does have dudes. He, he does, but Malik Willis. Easy is, to stack with. I know Malik Willis is going to do that. Yeah, that's all he's gonna do. He's gonna hand the ball off to Henry and run, and maybe he'll throw a bomb. That would be the that would be the leverage in the the Henry stuff again. But like I said, Henry's not even the, if he's not in the top five or six owned. Who cares anyway? You're either yeah. playing him or you're not. I, I would just feel more comfortable playing Willis than playing Ellinger. Yeah, in my mind, yeah. I I even made this comment to to Rob and Cam. When we did the spread picture, the uh, the best bet show is if you're betting Tennessee futures, you hope Malik Willis gets in the game, and yeah. you hope that he starts the rest of the season. There's no floor with him he could be absolutely terrible but yeah. i just feel like you you have a cap ceiling with ryan Tannehill at this point like can, can you win the super bowl with ryan Tannehill? i think the answer to that is no yeah especially I, on this team i think the, this version of the i think Titans. what it does so this example reminds me of cooper rush versus dak where da- again dak is definitely better we felt we had the cooper rush experience the point being though dak is way more aggressive and Cooper Rush is much more of a game manager. That's what was, when people were talking up Cooper Rush, you had him in there making less mistakes. Dak gives you way more upside and ceiling and all that because of when he is aggressive and gets away with it, it's good. I think that would be the case with, if Malik Willis is in the game, it makes me like Damian Pierce more because I think then Houston has a better chance and I think they get after him and it'd be complete other side of that to say that Houston starts running the ball more and doing more with it. And Pierce already looks pretty good on paper. He's not like he's some sleeper this week. I'm saying that would just make me like him even more in that spot. Do people still use Rondell more? No, not. And I think he got a little price bump this week too. Great. I do. uh, He's awful by the way. Yeah, I think he is. And we have an option there now. Let's see. All right. So I've, I've maxed out a bunch of my salary here. So I have $4,000 left per player for two running backs, a flex and defense, which is not great. But Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Hopkins, Ertz. Overload. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I had Cousins on my list. Mainly because Kyler just never comes through. Like, I don't care what anybody says that on the season. It's just so impossible. I know now it seems even easier because you've got Hopkins back and you can just put him with Ertz and, all, and then run it back with Jefferson. But 
That'll be the last thing we end up seeing. Then it'll end up being Rondale Moore week with a bomb to Robbie Anderson to go with it, and you just have the complete wrong guys. Kyler, I'm staying away. Same as, by the way, um, what, if I get, what if I get rid of Ertz and I go with Irv Smith and take out Thielen? Now I have Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's better. That's I, the side I, I'm going I with. I can fit Foreman and Pollard in as my running backs. And now I have a wide receiver and flex spot to fill with 5K each. Yeah, lots of money to spend. That's that's not bad. That's why he's on my list. I, I like the Cousins side way better. Again, it's, it's very simple. It's Cousins with Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith, at least two. Who's a cheap receiver I can use for a flex? Uh, well, you gotta or for, for my receiver spot. Because I can get back up to one of those like leveled off running backs if I really want to. I mean, hell, you can use Algier if you really want well, you to. Well, no, you can go to London. You've already got the, you'd have the mini stack in there and he's cheap enough. Do we, got, think, do we think they're going to throw more than 15 times in this game? I don't know. That's a, that's a real problem. That's, that's, the, that's always the issue with Atlanta. Just whatever you see this this game shaping out like. But again, it's is there not a, like they have a bunch of options. So. Is there, besides Nick Westbrook-Ikena, is there a $4,000 running back we can, or receiver we can use? I don't feel like there is. I'm just looking at my list. Terrace now. Marshall. Terrace Marshall would be good leverage too. I have him on my list for sure. Is Diami Brown back? Is Dotson's going to be out? Yeah, he's, it, it's, uh, he's, they, they've got this week, so they've got McLaurin. Samuel, Diami Brown, and Cam Sims, I believe, is what they'll be running with. Oh, Cam the Sims? Run the Sims.com. Cam the Sims.com. Cam the Sims.com? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Throw him in there. That'll be good. 3,000 men, I think, but I, I don't expect him to do too much. We'll see. So you, you can make the cousin stuff work with Jefferson and Hopkins. Yeah, oh yeah. If you wanted to. Because if you throw him bigger, he's only 3,500. Did you have a D in that when you said yeah, over 5,000? Com- I have Commander's D. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you definitely have options there. No problem. So, uh, I got no problem with that stack. There is guys in that 38, 35, whatever range. Like you, you can find options there. So Let's see. Let's see who the best points per dollar per the Sims is down in that range. $4,200 Garrett Wilson. Ooh, then it gets... Then, then, then we're tough scene here. Alec Paris Campbell, $4,500, $4,300. Noah Brown, if he plays, which he may or may not. Pickens, who you mentioned, is down there as well. But there's still Tyquan Thornton <laughs> against the Jets. I don't like that. It's probably Terrace Marshall, though. 3500 bucks. He's a pivot off the highest owned guy in the slate. This is what I'm talking about when you see these winning lineups. So last week, the optimal lineup had Boyd in it, of course, mm-hmm. instead of Higgins Chalk. It had Goodwin in it, which no one's getting to Goodwin. I get it. But I'm saying the chalk was I, like I, Metcalf. I can, I can get to Goodwin. No, but last week, oh, last, Met, yeah. Metcalf well, was so be... popular. No one was going to get to Goodwin. But I'm saying that you it was the right spot, the wrong guy. I'm not suggesting you take all the chalky wide receivers and plug in their loser backups. I'm saying when it happens, though, Mer- Terrace Marshall getting there instead of DJ Moore. How many times have you seen it on Sunday where you need a guy like DJ Moore? And they're like, oh, Terrace Marshall again? Like, come on. What is this guy doing? That's what you're seeing here in spots like this. I think he's fine at 3,500. There is an alternative to all of this. Like, if you, even if you wanted to play Ellinger and save money, save that money, little Dickie style. (laughs) And even in this lineup where I'm looking at $5,000 left for a receiver and a flex, Van Jefferson's the mid. Do you like him at all? I don't, but I like I said, I like Marshall for two reasons. But I'm saying you can go there, no problem. There's... Um, you know, Wandale is 4,700. We didn't talk about him yet. Pickens, 4,700. We talked about Mooney is 4,800. If you wanted something in that Dallas game, a Mooney piece. reeks. He's not good. I'm saying, but these are, these are all Garrett Wilson is 4,200. He's fine. What, how much is Elijah Moore? Elijah Moore is for, he's 4,700. He's way more than Garrett Wilson. Wow. Did not expect that. 
Yeah. If you I, want d- I just I just think that game is run, 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 run. Likely. Or it's, you know, check, check down to Carter. Yeah, you know? or check down to Carter. I like Carter is the one guy besides like Ramondre and Carter are really the only two people I have interest in in that game. Mm-hmm. Unless it's Jacoby Myers because I don't think there's a chance that Sauce Gardner's on him. The other thing that Thornton Price seems good only because on Showdown he was like 7K last week or something. Yeah, I know it's Showdown, but still, they were like, we got to price him up for this. And now, similar spot here with this setup, and he's another guy you could go to. So. so, let's see. Yeah, he's set to return, designated to return from injured reserve, Van Jefferson, $3,000. And if you do that in that same like Cousins lineup, you can fit Amon Ryan now if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, but you have plenty of options once you go that you could, cheap. You could put Waddle in if you wanted to. You could put one, another one of those, like Ken Walker, you can fit into that lineup. And you could even come up a little bit from Jefferson, although there's not a lot of wiggle room there. Like, there's no one at 3,300 who's like, oh, good play. Need to have him, exactly, yeah. I agree. So that's a tougher one. The Cardinal side would be a little bit easier, although Ertz gets a little bit more expensive. But at least in this lineup, like, there's, do I have Pollard in it? I do have Pollard in. So I have the three most optimal players of the week in this lineup. That's and I don't need, think that's what you need to win tournaments these days. So. And it has cousins who I don't think many people are going to be using. Yeah. The alternative is to, to take out Hopkins and plug in Robbie Anderson Ugh. and get all the money. It's the same shit, man. We're like, oh, last week you would have said that about Boyd over Chase. Shit. You needed both in the end. You could yeah, have both. Yeah, that's a little bit. Like, Boyd actually does things. Like, there's still a chance that Robbie Anderson's running 12 snaps. They traded for him. They, I mean, the, the Niners also traded for Christian McCaffrey, the best fantasy player of the past half decade. No one wants to play him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I mean, again, it's just all you – I think Hopkins is getting some ownership too. So, again, if you could see a spot here, all it takes with Robbie Anderson, he's 4,000, one bomb. Done. Now you got even more money to spend. What if Robbie Anderson beats Ellinger for four thousand bucks, the exact same price? Sure. What about there's there's two guys actually here who are in this like lower three thousand dollar area. I mean, we saw Demir Bird break a big one last week. I have no interest in that. Marcus Johnson and D. Eskridge are both in the mix, and if DK is going to be out, everyone knows it's going to be Marquise Goodwin. They were trying to get D. Eskridge involved in like reverses out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. They were actively trying to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Last week, and Marcus Johnson just on the other side of the ball. He's playing. He's yeah. a he's a he's a warm body that the Giants have. Probably like Eskridge better. I think I like Eskridge. Go better from too. D, DK to DE and plug him in. Do you think that Eskridge is a better play than Van Jefferson? I don't like Van Jefferson at all. Okay, so yes but would be the answer to that. Maybe I mean as the week goes on, I'll see. But we we still have a little bit of time. But I I need to hear more on him. Like I just don't know what the plan is. Like what what are we doing here with this guy bringing him back? Is it is he ready? Is it you know, ease them in like what is it a panic situation where you just feel like you need to bring your guys back now before you lose your season i don't know yeah let me see this right quick but yeah it's i mean it's actually pretty close because Esk- again eskridge shows worse for me right now but i kind of like the setup of what you'd be doing with that where you could you know play him as the guy instead of a locket which most will go to or a fant on this slate who's 2800 and people are going to play at tight end i just like Disley played more than Fant last that, week. Exactly, but that, I don't like Disley either. <laughs> no, I like. I just. I, mean, I like the, the, the point Eskridge is like point. I don't like Fant. Yeah. This is why I like spots. Like I said, I don't really care who they are or what they project like as much because Eskridge to me is you're playing him instead of Fant, 
And who gives a shit if he projects for five points less because it doesn't really matter when the game plays out. If he's the dude that catches the touchdown, that's six points right there. So there's the, he beat your little projection on your paper. That makes sense to me. The Terrace Marshall Jr., you talked about Demir Bird getting them. We talked about the other guys. Tyler Boyd is obviously better than that crew. But when you have Goodwin and Demir Birds and guys like that that are getting in the box, could you not see a guy like Marshall get in there instead of DJ Moore? Of course you could. So I, I, I most no definitely could. Issue with Terrace Marshall is he can't catch. So it's hard to catch the touchdowns when you can't catch. That's why I would like Robbie Anderson because we've seen him catch it. And when he does, it's for like an 80 yard bomb. And is, is it going to happen? Probably not. Do you have to wait to the end of it? But you get that nice full game sweat where it's the fourth quarter and you're still, still waiting on it. There's actually two options in the like $3,700 range. You're like, all right, we probably don't even need to be talking about this because you're probably never going to go here. But Callaway is still sitting there. If everyone's still out for New Orleans, he's 3,700. Another big play guy mm-hmm. who gets it all in one go if it hits. Yep. And then Braxton Berrios is right there too. No Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, who knows what's going on with him. It's going to be very short passing or rushing. They love using him as a gadget guy in the red zone. Mm-hmm. That's like their number one favorite thing to do. He returns kicks. He returns punts. He is, they, the Jets find ways to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. 3,700 is not the end of the world. If you I'm in on both. Again, I only play like five or six guys from down there once we f- I finalize it out on Sunday, but... The, the reason I like the Callaway one more, I will say this, Barrios is fine for that reason because you actually have a guy out, so the injury sets that one up. This is what happens. People try and like pick their guy. And like, I'm going to play this guy, but they have no reason why they're picking him. I want a reason. Corey Davis out makes sense for Barrios. It could happen. They already were mixing him in, even last week. Like, just examples there. But the reason I like Callaway better is because Olave is going to continue to pick up steam. Callaway was definitely getting mixed in plenty last week, had opportunities. And I think if that continues that could be a guy that you could see pop here. So I like him more than Berrios. Let's take a look at Callaway's snap counts from last week. Yeah, played 72. It was hit. Basically, the two wide receiver sets were Olave and Callaway with Traquan getting mixed in in three wide receiver sets or to spell one of them. And then you're down to our favorite guy, Shahid. Touchdown oh, a week, Shahid. Horrible. I don't think he ended up optimal that week after it all. After it all panned out. Panned he has scored the past out. two weeks. Yeah. He, he's sort of like a weird, less used version of Braxton Berrios on the Saints. Like, they have very yeah. specific things that they want him to do, and they're going to give him a shot or two a game, and that's going to be it. He's going to score zero, far more likely than he scores over three and a half fantasy points. But it does feel like he's the min, I think. I don't want to use him. I don't know why I'm talking about him. Jeff Smith played a bunch last week. Berrios played last week. 60% of the snaps. That's what I'm saying. Hey, we actually just saw him out there last week, and now it sets up better, in my opinion. The other guy... You mentioned Marcus Johnson. I just don't. They have, I got to wait and see how their injuries all shake. Are you going to look at Slayton? No, no. I was going to look at Marcus Johnson. I, I was I was interested in him. But um, what about Trent Sherfield? Nah. Stone minimum? Stone min in that game that everyone loves? Yeah. Nah. You got to find a way to get different within the same spot, right? So, I, I think it's just using the golf side, not using the Tua side. I think that's how you get different I in mean, that game. Tua, Tua is definitely way better. It's just so that's why I don't mind. I'm still playing him anyway. I'm just saying I like your angle and I'm going to go there. I'm just saying I'm going to have more Tua and it's just you got to look how to get different with Tua. That would be the way. Okay. I, I think that's good for, for the Miami side. Yeah. So what, let's try to rank the stacks here. I think I've talked myself into a cousin stack. I got to figure out if I can, how I can use her. Let's, can we build a Hertz lineup to figure out how this works? Let's do that. Enter that stupid Eskridge lineup. Yeah. In here. I mean, if we're building the lineups on the show, 
Gotta save him. You gotta save him and, and dump him into the the four hundred million person three dollar just in case. You know that's the one that ends up hitting four hundred and forty thousand people. Oh. People like dump money into that too. All the time. Can't believe it. Like, why don't you find like the $4.20 max to play with far fewer people? I like the large field tournaments. They treat me pretty well. So just got to play them this way that we're talking about. You got to be different. So what, G- what are G- we thinking here? Jalen Hurts, 8300 bucks. Okay. That, there's our starting point. What do we do? AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. You want both of them or do you want to pick one of them and go with Goddard? I don't want go. I want Fryermuth or Pickens. So yeah, you could go. Go. Who? Let me just see something quick here. Let me see. Hurts. Devonte is sixty three. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Devonte over AJ Brown, and just then go just because the price. Yeah, and just looks like some of their better games have been together. Like, sorry, with Goddard, Goddard and him together. So. All right, so let's go Goddard. Goddard's five thousand. Pickens is forty seven hundred bucks. Yeah, I want Pickens, and then go back to our running backs. All right, so now we have $5,100. We can hit that mid-tier. We could go Ken Walker-Pollard if we wanted to. We could go Ken Walker-Foreman if we wanted to. Michael Carter-Mostert-Foreman, like any of the mix of like those five or six guys. I almost 100% want uh, Raheem Mostert here, Mostert, because... It gives you the leverage You're not the playing the game. other game. You're saying this is beating... This stack is going to beat that one, so what happens to that game? I still expect Miami to put up points. I want Mostert in this spot. Okay, Colonel Mostert going in, 5900 bucks. I like Carter more than I like Mostert this week, but that's me. You can play both. I'm just yeah, trying I mean, to see you, it. you could most definitely So play I got both. Washington D in because we're not we're double leveraging the most expensive quarterback versus the least expensive and using that. So now we have 5700 bucks. With so three spots. Running back, wide receiver, and flex. I just can't decide on Pollard because we just named like five pivots around him. We already have a pivot in here, but we said Walker and Pollard were very sorry. Walker Pollard and Mostert. If you just play them all together, I I think Mostert is a level below that in terms of like, I would put Pollard and Walker on a similar tier. I think that Mostert has far more bust potential. Yeah. Walker is fine. I, I think I would leave, I don't know, like I said, I think I would leave Pollard out. That's what I'm trying to see here now. Like well, if I, went I mean, you could go, I mean, I would put Pierce into that mix with Pollard, and I, I think the game flow could hurt him. And same with Stevenson, game flow. I mean, his game flow is probably going to be fine. So Stevenson's probably into this mix too. Dang, you can do a, f- <laughs> I got a full game stack lineup here, the ones you love, the five-man stack. The five-man, well, do you just throw Fryermuth into the flex? No, I, I actually get to Najee, but... I think like uh, Kenneth Walker is better, like you said. So I, I would plug him in. He's he's four hundred bucks more. I mean, then you can go Foreman Curtis Samuel if you wanted to. Something like that, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Curtis Samuel's fifty three. Foreman's fifty three. Still got money left over. Oh yeah, we like Foreman actually. So let me. Plug- I, I like Foreman. Like, is there a reason, especially now that we know that Hubbard is out? Is there a reason not to like him? Let me see the version I can get to with him because this could be better. Now, I mean, I, I threw him in with Mostert and Walker. But now, if you wanted to plug in Pollard, still it wouldn't I, be as bad. If you, I mean, it's I mean, not I, that it was I, bad. It's I, just, I, I need to find a hundred dollars if I want to plug in. Then I mean, that means just. I mean, DJ Moore actually fits this perfectly, but I don't want to use DJ Moore. But it's fifty-two hundred dollars for a receiver. Uh, this lands me in a dead zone too. Let's see, Allen Robinson, Drake London, Rondell Moore, your boy Michael Gallup. Oh God, is this a real thing? Let me just see. Oh no, it's not. I'm short. Oh, you know what? Here we go. <clears throat> Found it. Ready? Yeah. Hertz, Pollard and Walker with Foreman in the flex. 
Devonta Smith, Pickens, Claypool. Claypool? There's the five-man. I found a better version. All right, let's hear it. I got the – so it's – can I do the whole one? Whole lineup? Leave up the defense. Okay. Let people use their imagination. Hurts, Devontae, Smith, Goddard. Run it back with Pickens. Okay. You get Mostert in there because you're beating the two a stack. This is just talking through the mm-hmm. thought process. We like Foreman and he's leveraged to DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. So you're playing him. Do you think he'll remain that way now that we know that Hubbard is out? Oh, sure. He'll still go up some, but it doesn't matter. Like, again, we do, what we've noted is that there's six to seven running backs there. So you have to pick the ones you think are good. If DJ Moore is still going to be popular, I like that angle anyway. I get Kenneth Walker instead of Pollard. And then I get my guy Robert Woods as the, the leverage spot in the middle there. Bobby Trees. I love it. This is a good lineup. I don't know if I can I, I can do that. That 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 Bobby Trees is tough. It is it is a little bit ugly. I want to see something else though. If we go to AJ Brown. Well if you have fifty four hundred dollars, yeah. I mean I I would in that spot, I, I know it's like getting the leverage off of Derrick Henry, although I don't think he's going to be that highly owned, I do think that Curtis Samuel is just a better pick in that spot for like the same price. Like if you're just playing a one-off, that's whatever. Okay, then this is why I'm the king of this. Okay. Guess what? Swap out that lineup I just had. You can take out Devontae Smith yeah. and Bobby Trees. Yeah. And it's the exact money for AJ Brown for Devontae and Westbrook Akini. For Bobby Trees. Now do you feel better about it? That's I, that's your guy, man. I, I mean, it's not my guy. Yeah. I think he's the same as Woods, who I think sucks. So that's not good for me. Oh, gosh. But fuck, throw Callaway in there. You got to pick the spot. Yeah, you can do that too. Throw Callaway in. He's going to be an underused part of a game that people do want to stack up. Is he 37? 37. Oh, I love we have money man. left over now. We can Ooh. actually turn Mostert into Pollard if we Ooh. wanted to. <laughs> man, we can't give away the whole lineup. I got the perfect spot here. Let's just say if you play Braxton Berrios. Okay, instead of Callaway. And and use A.J. Brown instead of Devontae Smith. Don't tell people what the defense is. I think they know what the defense well, is. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. I'm just saying. Now you have a lineup you'd really like. This is how you win a Millie Maker, something like this. And you get lucky with it. Oh, and you have the best quarterback. Yeah. Who no you, one's, who, no one's with playing. Us, we've upgraded to his wide receiver one with his tight end. You ran it back with Pickens, who we love no problem. We've got Foreman, who we like, Mostert, who we like, and Walker. We're just not I mean, using like said, Pollard. You, with this lineup construction that we just did, you can turn Mostert into Pollard if you yes. wanted to. You have 300 bucks left over. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's you, exactly it. I you could it. use Pierce if you wanted to. You could use, I mean, actually, yeah, that would work. You could now switch to Jets D and use some running back correlation in your flag. Actually, you're using Barrio, so that probably you're, doesn't work out You're well. fine, man. You got options here. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So either way, that just shows like the Ellinger builds are going to look awesome because they can fit everything in them. But in these large field tournaments, if something like this goes off and Hertz is the, you know, if it's 38 it, to six. Yeah. If, if Hertz scores 40 points, which is most definitely on the table for him. Yeah. You're going to need Hertz. You probably need him based on builds like this will be out there that can just crush. All right. I think we're good. I think we talked. I, I feel better about this slate now. Yeah. It's hell. It always helps frame it up. So it's, you know. Audio, video, doesn't matter. In the end, as long as we talk through it, I think it comes out better for everybody. Completely agree. Tambo, what's going on at Run Pure Sports? 
keep crushing, man. NBA aficionado now. I'm yeah, gonna, you're you're the biggest tout in NBA. Yeah, I get people ask me for my picks every night. I honestly, I keep t- saying it. It is a sales pitch too, but same time, it's not. I am using the tools. I'm using RumPureSports.com. Yeah, they I, have playbooks, heat maps. I go watch the Up to Lock show with JSU, especially JSU. Big T's on there, other guys, but JSU knows these rotations. He got me on this guy, Livers, the other night. Who? His Exactly. Isaiah <laughs> Livers, 2% owned. Play him. He made sense. There was injuries that were there, kind of like what we're talking through with this type of stuff. He just knows who fits in. I use that to fit all the studs, put some correlation there based on the stuff on the site, and boom, I hit. And the same thing the first night. It happened to be a two-game slate where it's easier to kind of manipulate it, but because it's more game theory over on FanDuel especially, but just in general, all the stuff is there that you need. You can use promo code RPSHEATER25. Get yourself signed up for a monthly plan, 25% off. It's pretty good, 25% off. It's already cheap, and it's every sport for one price. That's what I love about it. You start you know, mixing into these random sports, and that's how you find winners. Follow Pat Mayo for Euro golf picks. Looking yeah. good through two days. The PGA guy. picks, not so hot. <laughs> Euro, I mean, I think I've hit like... I bet Euro like once every three weeks, and I've hit three winners in the past three months. Yeah, that's insanity. I think it's the hardest one to bet of any I tour. think it's the it's, easiest one it, to bet because you never have to take the favorites. You just get you crushed just, at the last day, though. Your dreams are always crushed. You're like, oh, I got two or three guys in the mix. Yeah, I feel good. Last. And somehow they shoot eight over after this went incredible for three days. It just makes no sense. Runthesims.com slash mayo. Camthesims.com on the commanders. In your Ellinger stacks as a run back. In your head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Come on. I'm not playing. I mean, I'm playing one Ellinger lineup because we just built it on the show and I put it in. But like, FOMO, baby. Let's go. I, I don't care about the FOMO. I lose enough that I don't care that if I don't win. It, if it means me playing Sam Ellinger and losing all my money because I didn't play him, I'm okay with that. I'd rather play Hertz. I like it. Probably better off. And figure it out that way. We just figured it out. It looks pretty good. It doesn't look horrible. I, we, we made it like six different ways. It looks awesome. Those, those mid-tier running backs are interesting this week. Definitely. And the thing is, you probably don't end up on a lot of them if you use Ellinger, because you end up paying up. Oh, definitely. That's what I said. Once you go Ellinger, you can fit one of or both Barkley and Henry. You can, again, go mix in your Jacobs plays easily if you like Jacobs at 7,500 this spot. Camara, you're definitely paying up at running back just as much as you are in the other spot. But that's, again, the fun in the Ellinger builds is if you just flip it and go Ellinger builds with the cheap guys. Apologies for no video. Hopefully we can get this figured out by Sunday. We're waiting for a piece of equipment to come in that burnt out on us. That was not localized, that we can't just go to the store and grab it. So hopefully that's here. If not, we might try to fudge something together anyway on Sunday evening. Maybe I'll try to do it from my home studio. Not the big studio, but that's not quite as fun because we've been watching football here all day anyway. Regardless, I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching and listening. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.